It's uh, 20 to 9. Back to our main story, Brexit, the Northern Ireland Protocol, now the Windsor Framework, or a Windsor not. Let's see. The British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has travelled to Northern Ireland to try to sell his deal agreed with the EU yesterday. He's been talking to BBC Radio 4 in Belfast this morning. I'm confident that when they go through it, they will see that this, I believe, does address the concerns that people had, and it is a huge step forward and is very positive for if the people. If they're still worried about sovereignty and they decide that they don't want to go back into power sharing, will the framework still go ahead anyway? Yeah, the, the framework is what we have agreed with the European Union. It's an incredibly positive and comprehensive agreement. It ensures that we have smooth flowing trade within the UK internal market. So protects Northern Ireland's place. It was not this is not about this is not about actually fun enough. This is not necessarily about me or any one political party. This is about what's best for the people and communities and businesses of Northern Ireland. And this agreement will make a hugely positive difference to them and it can start making a difference very soon in fact. And and that's what I'll be talking to people about today. That's Rishi Sunak with Martha Carney on the BBC's Today programme in Belfast this morning. The DUP leader and MP Geoffrey Donaldson is with us now. Geoffrey Donaldson, good morning. Thanks for taking our call today. Good morning, Gavin. Uh, Minister Simon Coveney was here earlier and he was telling Rachel that the framework effectively replaces the protocol. Is that how you see it? Well, we are told that this is a new legal framework and obviously that's why we want to take time to study the legal text that we received yesterday to understand what these new arrangements actually mean in practice, particularly on the movement of goods uh, within the United Kingdom and its internal market and what does that mean for our ability to trade with our biggest market, which is Great Britain, and to access our traditional supply chains in Great Britain. Could there be enough in this deal for you to return to power sharing? Well, I haven't made that assessment yet. We need to understand this agreement fully. We will consult. Um, it will take legal advice. We'll look at the arrangements uh, in relation to uh, how the um, movement of goods will operate in practice. Uh, we will talk internally within our party and then we'll come to a decision. When, will you, make, say, when will you make a decision? Will you make it before or after the Good Friday Agreement anniversary? What I have said is that we recognise that progress has been made across a a number of areas. Um, There are still some concerns. We will need to engage with the government on those. Um, As to timescale, I'm not focused on any particular deadline. I want to ensure we get this right. Will you make a decision before the council elections? Again, as I've said, those are not factors in my thinking. Uh, 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 This will depend uh, on what we find in the legal text, what our assessment of all of that is, how we engage with the government, uh, the consultations we will undertake, and then we'll come to a view on this. But some of your own MPs are not willing to wait before passing judgment. Sammy Wilson doesn't think it's enough. Ian Paisley says this deal, quote, doesn't cut the mustard. Is there division within the DUP? No, there isn't. Uh, Colleagues uh, will, of course, express opinions, but the DUP will take a collective decision on this. That will involve our party officers, our assembly members, our members of parliament, and ultimately perhaps even our party executive. It's important we get this right. We need to examine in detail the legal text and indeed uh, in their interviews, both Sammy Wilson and Ian Paisley have made clear that we need to examine the legal text and understand exactly what this agreement means. They've already made up their minds. Well, uh, as I've said, the party collectively will come to a decision 
on this and we'll do it when we are ready to do it and when we understand fully what the legal text, what all of these arrangements mean for the people of Northern Ireland and our ability to trade within the United Kingdom. Simon Coveney also told Rachel that it was unlikely in his view that there would be further negotiation between the EU uh, and the British government on this issue. Are you prepared to compromise in order to power share or are you going to stay out until you get exactly what you want? Well, at the outset, we set out our seven tests against which we would judge any agreement. Those tests were based not on our position, but on what the, the UK government had stated uh, and made commitments to the people of Northern Ireland. So uh, we're holding the government to account on this and we will make our assessment. We're reasonable people. Uh, we want to ensure that this is in, indeed the best way forward for Northern Ireland. Uh, and if that is our conclusion, then we will act accordingly. I appreciate that you need time to study and there are hundreds of pages of documents. And as Simon Coveney also said earlier, you are entitled to take your time. But on your reading of what you've seen so far, what's your understanding of the Stormont break? For it to be applied, does it need the support of both unionists and nationalists? My understanding is that uh, it only requires 30 signatures in a petition. But under the new decade, new approach agreement, a petition of concern must include cross-community support, and that's confirmed in a summary of the Windsor framework by the UK government yesterday. Yes, but the uh, storm and break is not the petition of concern. They are two different uh, concepts, although they operate in similar ways. Um, but my understanding is that if uh, the two unionist parties, for example, uh, secure 30 signatures, um, if there were a cross-community vote, of course, unionists would, would, would uh, raise their concern and um, that, that would trigger uh, the mechanism anyway. So, look, um, the fact that two parties tra- trigger this and there are 30 signatures effectively means the Stormont break is applied. And under that understanding, would that ease your concerns about the role of the European Court of Justice in Northern Ireland? Well, this was one of our seven tests. Uh, um, the European Court of uh, Justice wasn't part of your seven tests. Am I, am, am I wrong Well, uh, uh, the ability of Stormont to have a say most certainly was one of our seven tests. But not the role um, of the ECJ? No, that's not true. Um, if you look at the seven tests, I think you will see that they uh, uh, cover um, the whole question of our ability to trade within the United Kingdom and its internal market. And what we have said about the application of EU law and the role of the ECJ, and we've stated this many times, so it's not something that's new, that we understand that where we're trading with the EU single market, then of course, EU rules apply. And uh, if there's a dispute, and this applies to any country trading with the European Union, if there's a dispute about the interpretation of EU law, then the ECJ has a rule. But where Northern Ireland is trading within the UK internal market, then it is our view uh, that UK, EU law does not apply to that trade, nor does the role of the ECJ. And does the storm and break allow you to express that concern? It, it certainly does in relation to um, if, for example, the EU were to change uh, a law um, that um, uh, was uh, designed to govern trade with the EU but impacted on our ability to trade within the United Kingdom and its internal market, then the storm or break can be applied and we can stop that law from harming our ability to trade with the rest of the UK. Jim Allister, the TUV leader, asks how much of the protocol has been superseded by the framework? Is the protocol gone and will there be new legislation? 
Well, I understand there will be uh, a requirement for legislation, but again, uh, we need to study the legal text and have a better understanding of what that um, means in practice. Was the meeting with King Charles constitutionally unwise in your view? Well, I'm not going to get drawn on that. It is a matter for His Majesty the King to decide um, who uh, he meets with. Ursula von der Leyen is um, the president of the European uh, Commission. Um, I, I am told that uh, the king was not drawn into the politics of all of this. Um, uh, but uh, as I've said, uh, this is not a matter uh, on which I'm going to comment further. Some commentators have suggested that you may never make a full decision on what has been agreed yesterday, but quietly go back and make the uh, the institutions work. What do you think of that assessment? Well, that would be a decision, wouldn't it? I mean, that's just a nonsense decision or a nonsense assessment, sorry. Um, it, we are very clear. We will take our time. We will assess all of this, including the legal text, and we will come to a view, and we will be clear about that view. Geoffrey Donaldson, leader of the DUP, thank you very much for speaking with us this morning. 8.48.